listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. My name is Jennifer Calogaris, and this is episode 48, and I'm recording on Saturday, April 17th, 2021. By the time you're listening to this, both of my kids will be at school in person as of this morning. It's very exciting. I'm sure they're going to come home exhausted from all of the new stimuli of being out and about in the world, but I am very, very grateful. If you follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Calogaris, you might have seen my x-ray of my middle finger. I didn't break anything. My middle finger's doing just fine, thank you, but I do have a cyst on my middle joint that I had to get checked out. I mean, how often do you get an x-ray of yourself giving the middle finger? I've been struggling to find the time to read lately, which I realize is something maybe you thought would never come out of my mouth, but there's a lot going on with this transition back to school, and I started teaching a new course I had developed for UCLA, and I'm doing some editing work for a client on the side and trying to get my own writing done, and I've signed up for way too many online art classes, so (laughs) I haven't watched TV in months, and yet still struggling to find a good reading rhythm right now. So I do hope that changes. Um, And also I found that I've started and stopped a lot of books lately um, because I just wasn't that into them. So that's been frustrating as well. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I am very book positive and I'm only going to talk about books that I love and want to recommend. So no, I will not be revealing the names of the books that I haven't loved. And now it's time for some bookish news. The trailer for the Walter Dean Myers book to screen story monster is out. I read this book when it first came out many years ago and loved it. And the trailer just gave me goosebumps. I'll leave a link in the show notes to it if you want to check it out. It's one of those really interesting young adult books because of its form. It's written as a screenplay. So I guess it makes sense that now it's being translated to film. It's one of those really interesting young adult books that I often recommend to students who are looking to work in a different or creative form because it's written as a screenplay. So it makes sense that it's now being translated to film. I read a really interesting article in Vulture about Sarah Gruen, the author of Water for Elephants, which is a book that has sold over 10 million copies. And the article discussed how she receives in general a ton of letters from prisoners who enjoyed her book. But she got one from a prisoner named Charles Murdoch, who was sentenced to life without parole for first degree murder. He wrote to her that he really connected with the story because when he was little, his grandfather used to perform in the circus and he grew up hearing all of his grandfather's stories. So Sarah began researching Murdoch's case online. And interestingly enough, Murdoch began his criminal career as the Baskin Robbins bandit. He'd rob ice cream stores and always ask for a cone to go. Anyhow, all this to say, Sarah Gruen became very involved both emotionally and financially in his case, spending over $250,000 of her own money to help him. 
The article goes down so many crazy twists and turns, including a shopping frenzy to buy up over $20,000 worth of Hatchimals for her grandkids one Christmas, and the death threats that ensued because of that from other parents who were trying to buy Hatchimals for their grandkids. And one other twisty turn I will leave you with includes various wigs being mailed to Sarah Gruen's house. And um, it also explores her battle with mental illness. But In case you're wondering why we haven't had a new book from her in quite some time, read this article. It will answer all your questions, and I will link it up in the show notes. It's a fascinating read. The Sympathizer by Viet Tang Ingen is also being developed as a TV series. I talked about his follow-up novel to The Sympathizer, which is called The Committed, on episode number 45. So that is all I've got. I'm still waiting for the breakout book of 2021 to arrive. If you think you've read it, let me know at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. I'm thinking it's going to show up somewhere between September and November. Now on to the books. As I mentioned, I've been in a bit of a reading lull, so I'm very sorry to report I only have four books today. I usually do at least five, so I'm sorry and I will make up for it. Um, I've already been sent 13 books coming out in July, so I promise there will be lots and lots of books on the horizon. So I'm going to start today with my favorite read, which was No One is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. And this came out on February 16th. If you think her name sounds familiar, that's because she is the author of the widely popular memoir Priest Daddy, which I have not yet read, but I will definitely get it after reading this novel. No one is talking about this really stands on its own in terms of comparison, because I've never quite read anything like this. It's very poetic, and really hard to summarize and make it sound as compelling of a read as it is because the writing is just so incredible. So the protagonist is unnamed. And we know that she spends a lot of her time in what she calls the portal, which is like a metaphor for online activity. And she's gained some fame because of her participation in the portal. And looming in the background of the story are threats from an unnamed dictator and threats from climate change. And she delves deeper and deeper into the life in the portal. But something happens, and I won't say what it is, that wrenches her out of that reality and pulls her back to real life, where she grapples with what it's like to live the life in front of her and feel real feelings and interact with actual people in the three-dimensional world. It's an apt metaphor for our times and just a beautiful read. The form is written in these short, clippy phrases rather than a traditional narrative. It's a bit jarring at first, but I got used to it pretty quickly. And again, that is No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. Next up is Of Women and Salt by Gabriela Garcia, and this came out on March 30th. This is a sweeping novel that looks at five generations of mothers and daughters 
uh, over the years and how immigration has affected their lives. There's Carmen, a Cuban-American woman who struggles with her daughter, Jeanette, whom I'll get back to in a moment. We're reeled back in time to Cuba in 1866, where a woman named Maria Isabel becomes the first woman to roll cigars, and soon thereafter, she learns how to read. Uh, She's totally harassed at work, both emotionally and sexually harassed. She's subjected to not only this harassment, but also lesser wages than the men she works with and unwanted advances um, at the cigar factory. Her great-granddaughter is Jeanette, whose mother is Carmen, the woman I spoke about before, and she is living in Miami in 2014, recovering from an addiction to prescription drugs. The book explores the idea of where and how does a person take root and how permanent is anything really, but especially our existence as a residence in a space, especially if that space is not welcoming, which is putting it kindly, or outright cruel and hostile. And again, that is Of Women and Salt by Gabriela Garcia. And thank you to Flatiron Books for the advanced review copy. Next up is Too Good to Be True by Carola Lovering. And this came out on March 2nd. And I got this book as my March book of the month pick. This is a suspense novel. So this book is about a woman named Sky Starling who is just overjoyed when her boyfriend Burke proposes to her. He's a little bit older than her and she feels like he's just a little more well-lived. It feels too good to be true, hence the title. She is smart and very, very wealthy and struggles with really crippling OCD, which I have not seen in a lot of suspense novels. Um, She and her psychiatrist connect her OCD or the onset of her OCD back to her own mother's death when she was only 11 years old. But Skye has finally found her match. Her best friend is very suspicious when Skye tells her that she's getting married because they haven't been dating all that long and her friend worries that she doesn't know him well enough to marry him. Well, as you can imagine, as the title implies, Burke has ulterior motives when he proposes, which I won't spoil here, but the story also reels back in time to tell a parallel and connected story, and they all link up by the end. This was a fast and entertaining read for lovers of the suspense genre, and that is Too Good to Be True by Carola Lovering. My last pick today is Hot Stew by Fiona Mosley, and this comes out tomorrow, April 20th. You may recognize Mosley's name because she was a Booker shortlist for her novel, Elmet, a few years ago. If you loved Elmet, uh, I think you will also like this book, but this book is completely different. In Hot Stew, we are transported to Soho in London, and there's a building there that is just this prime piece of real estate, even though it's in a grittier neighborhood. And a woman named Agatha Howard, who has the means to purchase said building, sets her sights on developing it. The problem is the building is occupied by many tenants who don't want to leave, and This includes the ladies who work at the brothel in the building. There's Precious and Tabitha who are frustrated because Agatha tries to eke them out by raising their rent. There are a ton of characters who come in and out of the story, but you get a real sense for what life is like in this particular time and place. 
I've read this book as being described as Dickensian, and I would agree with that assessment. Issues of poverty and gentrification and homelessness are explored. And I think if you liked the TV series Harlots, I think you'd enjoy this novel. And if you enjoy slice of life stories, I think you'd also enjoy this one. And again, that's Hot Stew by Fiona Mosley. And thank you to Algonquin Books for the advanced review copy. And that is it from me today. Up next, I am reading Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead by Emily Austin. You can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Calogaris. Shoot me an email at booksaremypeople at gmail.com and go to the show notes where I've linked up to anything I've talked about, including all of the books I mentioned, which you can purchase at my Books Are My People bookshop at bookshop.org. On the next podcast, May Cobb, the author of the highly anticipated The Hunting Wives, will be here to talk with us about some of her favorite books. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week. <laughs>